Maybe. I comped him to uh, default uh, Madden 71 overall quarterback. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, here with my co-host Walker Kelly and Mike Valverde. It's the first episode of the 2024 season. It's almost March, and we finally got there. So we're going to talk. We're going to start talking rookies today. We're going to talk rookie quarterbacks. Uh, we ranked our one through five. Our Trey Regis Memorial pick, which is a guy that we don't think is um, uh, very good, but will be fun. And we have a near consensus on the Trey Regis Memorial pick <laughs> this year, which is incredible. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, uh, we'll start with Mike. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing all right. It's a nice little Saturday, so um, everything's going pretty good. Did some a little bit more research on these rookie guys, um, so looking forward to that. Yeah, going to be fun to talk about them. Uh, Walker, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, like I was telling Jeff before the broadcast uh, started, I was uh, I was playing indoor golf at the simulator, uh, and then I had uh, an Arby's French dip for lunch. Ooh. How is Arby's? I only know it as the punchline. Arby's is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's all right. I remember having it as a kid, and, and the thing that threw me off was the um, texture of the roast beef was unlike any other roast beef I had. It is extremely, extremely thin. Yeah, it's so thin, and it just gave it a weird texture. So, uh, all righty. So, let's get into the quarterback, shall we? Um, so, uh, like I said, what we did was we ranked the quarterbacks one through five. We got a consensus on here. Uh, this is going uh, between Walker, Mike, myself, and Shane and Tony from the TH Fantasy Podcast. Uh, Evan went MIA. He's dealing with stuff. Waleed responded to the chat but did not give his top five for some reason. He just came in to talk shit about uh, uh, um, Ryan from TH Fantasy and then left. So I don't know what he was doing. But – Let's start with the easy consensus number one guy. It's Caleb Williams. Um, uh, he is, uh, this is unofficial. This is what I found because there's been no combine yet, but 6'1", 215. Uh, but what is official, he's out of USC and he's pretty much the consensus. Not pretty much. He is the consensus number one overall pick in this class. It's not a question of uh, where, he, uh, where he goes in the draft. It's a question of where he goes in the NFL. Yeah. He's I mean, going to go. Yeah. It's pretty much guaranteed he's going to go number one. So, yeah, it's does Chicago keep it or trade it? I think Chicago trades it. Mike, what do you think? No, I'm sorry. Yeah. They, keep it. they keep it. Sorry, they keep it. Chicago uh, Chicago will draft Caleb Williams. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Mike's like, I'm not getting turned around like Jeff did. I'm going to say what <laughs> I think is going to happen. I think Chicago's drafting Caleb Williams and trading Justin Fields. Uh, Walker, what do you think? I agree. I, I think it's the simplest thing to do. The Bears already have another top 10 pick besides for number one. So mm -hmm. they don't need to trade back and get even more draft capital. They they have a lot already. I, I think they just draft Williams and then at nine they could consider trading back if they wanted to. Yeah, exactly. So um, before we get into Caleb Williams, where's the best place for Justin Fields to go for fantasy? And why is it Atlanta? It's probably Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. Mike, do we have a sweep? Yeah, there's a sweep there. Atlanta. All right, yeah. That would be such a fun fantasy offense. Everybody would get super irrational about Kyle Pitts again. It'd be really fun. We'd see, like, Kyle Pitts, num uh, number one overall tight end in, in the 2024 uh, redraft. 
we would see we would see somebody do that we would oh, yeah. see some so all right let's get into caleb williams walker uh this is you uh th- these are my thoughts on him not a gamer he cried he wears nail polish that's all you need to know i'm gonna right. hammer that joke forever uh yeah i mean caleb caleb williams is an extremely talented quarterback um he has a very good arm. I wouldn't say it's like elite arm strength, but plenty enough to make all the throws on the field. He can throw from multiple arm angles off platform. He specializes in, um, doesn't have to have his feet under him, uh, rolling, you know, to his right and to his left, uh, can make accurate throws down the field, um, in a multitude of different situations, multitude of different arm angles, body positions. Um, that's what people say, you know, when people compare him to Mahomes, I assume that's what they mean because nobody in your right mind is ever going to compare a guy to the best quarterback because it's not realistic, but Williams has rare traits that allow him to make plays that other quarterbacks can't make. Um, he's pretty athletic. He's not you know, a superstar runner or anything like that, but he's got wheels. He can get outside the pocket. He can scramble well when he needs to. Um, the one thing that really I, that I guess would be a major concern is that he takes a lot of sacks and a lot of damaging sacks. Like he he's, you know, he he does has that thing he does that thing like that Lamar will do occasionally, which is like the most maddening thing to me about Lamar is that he'll just kind of like keep backing up and backing up and backing up until he's like twenty yards past behind the line of scrimmage. Just like wait a second. Like, like you when Lamar no ch- Jackson sacked himself against the Niners? Yeah, it's like you have no <laughs> chance at this point. Like, you just keep backing up, backing up, backing up. It's like, I know you trust yourself to make a play, and I get that instinct, but at some point, you got to stop backing up. Yeah, so um, my thoughts on Caleb Williams, it's um, he – I think he has a really good deep ball. Uh, his uh, shorter passes have a lot of zip. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, the couple things that kind of bothered me about him was – uh, I don't particularly care for his throwing motion, but we're in a post Philip Rivers world where it doesn't really matter as long as it works. Um, it's 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 he almost pushes the football on the deeper passes, but that doesn't matter. A couple things that I love about him is that when he's scrambling, he's he's looking to pass still. He's scrambling, but he's not looking to run, even though he could. Like you have guys like Justin Fields, where as soon as the things break down, he starts to he he's looking to run instead of looking to pass. Mm-hmm. And um. He is really good, like, when he can grip it and rip it in the pocket. He does struggle a little bit deeper into the play, I found. Um, he just, he's, he, he plays very instinctually, it feels like. And so as the play gets deeper, I think he struggles a little bit. But what's really cool that I like is um, uh, he does have a knack for when defenses commit to him, like when he's uh, rolling out or scrambling. He has this he he has this preternatural ability to find the guy that the defender left. So he'll take what might be like if he tries to juke this defender a two yard gain and he'll he'll do kind of like an almost alley oop pass to like a crosser or a running back standing there or on a Texas route or something that'll turn into an eight, nine, ten, eleven yard gain. Um I thought I think he rocks. I think he's a little raw still. I don't see him becoming like a CJ Stroud right off the bat, but like neither was Patrick Mahomes. Um 
he rocks. I mean, he's great. Um, I pre- I comped him to uh, like his his uh, best case scenario is like prime Russell Wilson. Just that ability to scramble and keep the ball, keep his eyes downfield to not looking to run. And also the like, I'm going to take a lot of dumb sacks because I'm going to try to spin out of the, the sack 25 times or run backwards a million times. So <laughs> so uh, I kind of I saw his ceiling as like prime Russ. I'm seeing Patrick Mahomes, but he's a little a little small for that. Yeah, I mean, I my comparison is Kyler Murray. I, he's not quite as good of a runner, obviously, but in terms of his, uh, you know, his willingness to throw from the pocket, his uh, accuracy and zip on the ball, um, ability to throw off platform outside the, uh, you know, outside the numbers. And while Kyler is incredibly fast, he still looks to pass when he gets out of the pocket. So um, I, I think stylistically, that's the closest current player that you can compare to Williams. Yeah. So, Mike, what are your thoughts on the prohibitive number one overall pick? Um, I think you guys covered it pretty well, but um, I, I definitely he's he's been pretty much good from the beginning. I mean, he was a five star athlete mm-hmm. coming in and took over the job as a true freshman over Spencer Rattler. So he's he's been good. I mean, ever ever since he stepped onto the field. Um, as far as like negatives, he'll, he'll hold on the ball a little too loosely. He, he has a lot of some fumble pro, um, problems there. Um, he'll get a little over aggressive as, as a playmaker. Um, he's, he, he won't, um, he's very calm in the pocket as you guys talked about, but sometimes he, he'll, he will get overly aggressive, um, and will sell the ball, um, long distance throws. Um, he, there's some sale on there, so. Those are some negatives that I spotted on him. I love it. Um, let me ask you both this. Um, he's very, I'm not even, is he better than CJ Stroud? No. I mean, as a prospect, I would have rated him higher as a prospect, but I okay. was incorrect on CJ Stroud. That That's kind of what I meant. As a prospect, he's, he's a better prospect than CJ Stroud was in Walker's mind. Mike, what about you? Yeah, I agree with Walker. I would, I would pick, Caleb Williams over CJ Stroud without knowing how how well he translated into the NFL. Yeah, do we know what his whatever what was that called N2 test or whatever? Do oh, we know? Oh, the S2 cognition S2. test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think they've done that yet. Yeah, is or, he, uh, I don't even know if they will do that continuing. I don't forward. think considering the biggest profile on that was uh CJ Stroud and it was wrong. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this guy can't handle it. And it's yeah. like, oh, just kidding. He's actually immediately can handle it really well. Yeah. So um, what about Trevor Lawrence? The other the the other most recent generational prospect. Where do we rank him as a prospect compared to tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence? Not Trevor Lawrence in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence as a prospect. I would have ranked Lawrence ahead of Williams. I agree again. Lawrence I think ahead. so. I think so. Um so we'll see where Lawrence, uh, where Lawrence, uh, we'll see where Lawrence lands. I think it's Jacksonville. Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where Williams lands. I think we're all in consensus that he's probably going to be a Chicago bear. Um, Walker he's, loves the Chicago Bears. He's my hated enemy. <laughs> uh, I, hope they so, ru- I hope they ruin him. <laughs> Walker's like Walker's praying for uh, Caleb Williams' downfall. Yeah, but not for any of the other reasons. Only because he's going to be a bear. Only for only for bear, only for uh, rivalry reasons. So that's correct. Um, so all right, let's talk about uh, the second raped consensus quarterback for us. Um, this is where I went real quarterback instead of fantasy quarterback by putting Drake May second. 
Um, I think as a fantasy quarterback, I think Jaden Daniels has more upside. But I think they're all like, I think that uh, Caleb Williams, um, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels are all going in the first 10 picks. So uh, let's talk about Drake May, uh, 6'4, 230 out of UNC. Um, I don't know, maybe it was because he was 10, but when I watched him, I saw a lot of Justin Herbert, like all the goods and the bads of Justin Herbert. Um, he's, uh, he's, de- he's like mobile ish. Like Herbert is, uh, he uses long strides rather than fast strides kind of like Herbert does. Um, I love his pocket mobility though. He really relies on it a lot to the point where it, he, he lets great be the opposite, the enemy of good. Like he lets good throws go by cause he's trying to find the perfect throw. And, um, sometimes that causes him some problems because the pocket's collapsing. Um, when he does actually throw the football, it's, he's great deep throws. Um, I really liked his deep throws. Some of them, some folks say that, um, they're not a fan of his deep throws, but I don't know. I liked them. Um, his shorter passes, good accuracy and precision, which will lead to a lot of yards after the catch in the NFL. Uh, his intermediate throws, he feathers very well. Um, and honestly, in the, the games that I watched of Caleb and the games that I watched of Drake May, I would say that Drake May had more wow throws than Caleb did. Caleb was more of a precision quarterback, whereas Drake May is more of a like, fuck it, let's chuck it type of quarterback at times. Um, there's one against South Carolina where he's getting sacked by two different guys and falling down and he threw an absolute dime for a touchdown. So that was a cool one. Um, his vision isn't great. Um, when he he threw a couple dumb picks uh, from defenders rotating underneath that he just straight up didn't see. Um, his anticipation is not good. Um, it, it, it doesn't leave much room for adjustments for him. So like he's a, he's a see it, throw it quarterback. Um, and sometimes he trusts his arms too much or just one arm. He doesn't throw it with both. Just one. He trusts one arm too much. Um, and, um, he, uh, is a good improviser, but sometimes he just has some really terrible misses. I think he has, um a lower ceiling than caleb williams but i think he has a very high floor um and i really like him i think he's a lot closer as a real quarterback to caleb williams than he is to Jaden daniels who we have at three so that's how i feel about drake may um like i said i comped him to justin herbert um i think he's gonna go top five i think he'd be great on the patriots or the commanders or if another team trades up into that top five i think that he can uh, hit the ground running so, uh, Mike, what do you think about Drake May? Yeah, definitely a dual threat quarterback. Um, he fits the ball within tight windows. Uh, he has great size and, and um, build for for the position. Uh, the offensive line that he played behind was trash, and mm-hmm. he put up some really <laughs> good numbers behind that trashy offensive line. Uh, has a very strong arm. Not not like will levis type arm but definitely pretty good uh as far as the negatives go he he makes a lot of risky throws under pressure uh mm-hmm. whenever whenever that pressure starts coming he'll he'll instead of you know throwing it away as a better option he'll try to make something happen there and end up being an interception or just um a bad decision um he needs to make his processor needs to um, work a little bit quicker um, while I'm making a decision on whether to take off pass or run uh, that kind of thing. And then um, he just takes hits like no other. I mean, he needs, he, he needs to understand that 
um, just standing up upright is going to get him killed in the NFL. Just like Anthony Richardson, he's going to need to learn um, better a better way to protect himself. Uh, so those are sort of the ne- um, negatives that I see in him. Okay. Um, Walker, what do you think about uh, the the um, the whole Drake, Drake May, May deal? Drake, Drake May. I don't know why my brain turned off. I, I uh. think because I was I was looking at the 2022. 2023 list and my brain kept wanting to say Malik Willis and I was like that's not correct so I don't know why my brain was doing that <laughs> all right uh but I mean may I I think uh my actual comparison to him uh I don't really have a direct one um ceiling I think I agree is Justin Herbert which is like you know a, a borderline top five quarterback in the league so he could be very very good especially if he has the right support around him. Um, I think that his uh, floor is like, you know, Mitch Trubisky, you know, talented guy who just can't get it. Yeah, he just, his brain's his brain betrays his body a lot of the time. And then median comp, I think uh, I have said at times, uh, juiced up Baker Mayfield. And uh, also, um, Jay Cutler, if he cared more. <laughs> so What's funny is I have a Jay Cutler comp to a different player in this class. Uh, so. Is it Gavin Hardison? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I it, it It's a guy that I do not like as much as the two of you. Uh, no, Gavin Hardison, I put as a sober Johnny football. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gavin Hardison is like, a, what, what if Tim Boyle was fun? Uh, All right. But, yeah, May is uh, he he's he's good. He, he's all around good. I mean, he, he's got the strength and the speed to be able to run um, decent instincts on when to uh, pocket movement. Like you said, is good. Um, the arm strength is plenty enough. He can make every throw on the field. I think his touch is pretty solid. Um, I, I like the accuracy precision on the on the shorter throws for the most part. Um like you said, he was not playing with a whole lot of talent on that offense. I mean, the offensive line was bad. He had one NFL receiver in Tez Walker. Um, and other than Tez that, Walker he, was cool, though. When he Bryson, threw it him. Yeah, Bryson Nesbitt is like a fringe draftable tight end. And Hampton, the running back, is good, but he's not even draft eligible. Um, but but he is good, good player. But they... I, they didn't have that much in the passing game. It's not like he was playing with, you know, Washington's collection of weapons or anything like that. So I I think he has shown plenty enough that he should be a top of the first round pick. And I think he's going to be at, I, I would say, you know, most likely he is going to be an above average starting quarterback in, in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um let me uh, so as a prospect, he's better than every uh, quarterback from the 2022 class, right? Willis, Pickett, Coral, Ritter, Howell, Ellaby were our top six in that one. Oh God, and- <laughs> that's not good. Um, yeah, he's definitely better than all those guys for sure. Yeah, um, Mike, where would you rank him last year? Here's our top six uh, from last year: Stroud, Young, Richardson, Levis. Hendon Hooker and Jake Hayner. 
Jay Kaner. Um, yeah, I don't know. I th- I think I might have been. My bad. Been my bad. <laughs> oh, that was was that you, Walker? Pretty sure I did that. <laughs> I, I was kind of high on Hainer too. Um, let's see. Um, I'd probably put him behind Stroud, uh, like third, maybe third or fourth. That's that's fair. I mean, I I think I probably if he came out in last year's class, I probably would have done the same thing. I would have had in third. Yeah, because uh, I trust him much more than I trust Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Don't forget last year we were like, we're not sure if Anthony Richardson's going to be good, but we know he'll score a lot of fantasy points. Like, that, was, that was our take on him. So there Correct. was a pretty pretty big delineation between one, two, and three last year. So um, What I will also say, and this can be a way to transition into talking about the next guy, um, I think that Drake May is closer to Caleb Williams than he is to Jaden Daniels. I agree. Personally, personally, I don't necessarily think Daniels is a first round player. Really? I mean, he'll go that high because he's a quarterback. Yeah. But I wouldn't have a first round grade on him. Yeah, I think I do. I do the when I do quarterbacks, I do the uh, NFL Bozo um, conversion where they're like, it's a quarterback. We have to take him in the first round. (laughs) (laughs) So I do that conversion when I give my quarterback grades because I have him going top 10 somewhere. Oh, he definitely uh, will. Like, yeah. he's definitely going to go there. But yeah, he would not be one of my first round grades. No. All right. So, uh, Jaden Daniels, who we're going to talk about next, six four two ten out of LSU, dual threat quarterback. So we had to go to our resident dual th- quarterback fan, Mike Valverde, <laughs> to talk about Jaden Daniels first. <laughs> I, I thought it was. I thought it was. I definitely thought it was interesting that I got Jaden Daniels. I'm like, okay. I, I was laughing to myself a little bit when I did that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I thought that Mike was gonna have Penix ahead of Daniels. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well maybe. Right. Um, maybe. Ooh, get him. All right, Jane Daniels, Mike. <laughs> so I mean, really if you don't know anything about Jane and Daniels, just think Lamar Jackson. Um athletic ability, um, elusive in the open field, evades pressure um, without effort, finds the lanes to escape in long runs. He's going to do all of that. Um, I don't think he has as strong as arm as Lamar Jackson, though. Um, mm, that's he, true. He, yeah. He, he can get it downfield, but not like Lamar. Um, he has a compact throwing motion um, with good smooth footwork. And um, can hit all three levels. Uh, negatives, um, inconsistent when re- when required to make uh, multiple progressions. Um, so he he's just when it when his first option is not available, then he sort of scrambles and runs around and needs to have better progressions when it comes to first, second, third options. Um, and he lacks uh, connecting his throwing motion with his legs um, as it leads to bad ball placement. So those are the two negatives that I I found in him. Um, so for Jaden Daniels, yeah, I agree that he's more Justin Fields than Lamar Jackson to me because of that arm, because his arm just isn't what what Lamar Jackson has. And like Justin Fields has a really nice one, but it's not as good as Lamar Jackson. Um mm-hmm. Googling, Googling uh, Justin Fields' arm images and staring at it, saying, that's a nice one, but <laughs> <laughs> um, he has good zip over the middle. When he has to throw outside the numbers, the uh, the balls die on him pretty 
pretty easily and readily and, and consistently. And I think that's because he doesn't do a great job of like resetting his, his platform when he's trying to throw off balance. Um, he, I tweeted out that he, when he gets hit, it's like somebody made a quarterback in Gary's mod in G mod. Cause uh, bro just flails all over the place. And that was the SMF uh, playing quap. Yeah, he's quap. He's quap out there. Um, I saw somebody say uh, my my NFL comp for Jaden Daniels is uh, Johnny Knoxville, and it's just a combination of him getting blown up. Uh, um, but uh, I struggled with like basically he's in this genre of quarterback, this dual threat quarterback, but he doesn't fit one as much because he he. He plays like he's Josh Allen or Cam Newton sized, but uh, I looked up his BMI. It's the same as Ben DiNucci. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> my my comparison for him was Robert Griffin the third. Oh, that's a great one. RG three is a is perfect down to do needs to learn how to take a hit. Yes, yeah, I mean struggles to go through progressions, can throw a good deep ball and, and hit every level, but also has inconsistency with ball placement. Um, isn't necessarily going to throw a ton of interceptions because tends to miss kind of bad when he misses. Ah, uh, the Kaepernick uh, move. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, very, very, very talented runner who really shouldn't be taking hits. Yeah. I'm stealing RG three. That's a much better comp. I like that a lot. Um, and actually here's the thing. I put my notes together, Walker, and this kind of speaks to what we were talking about before we talked about him. I said, uh, here comes the downside. Nothing about what he did jumped off the page. And I feel like the draft industrial complex is doing a redo of 2022 where people mock Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis up into the first round uh, because of a lack of top end options at the position. I mean, I think Daniels is pretty clearly better than those guys, but that same idea. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's, he's closer to the, you know, the, the next group of quarterbacks than he is to the top two, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would grade him out as a second round talent. And when you're a quarterback, that means you're going to go in the top half of the first round. So, yeah, you know, in the right situation, he can be, uh, excuse me, Jesus, uh, above <laughs> average to good. I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah, I mean, he can definitely be good, but I don't see him ever being like really, really good. Yeah. And, and, and this is something that I mentioned, I, I think it was when we were talking about Malik Willis a couple of years ago, um, where we've gotten to a point where um, the NFL is starting to prioritize guys like this, because mm -hmm. you think about Lamar Jackson was a first round pick, but he was the last pick in the first round and the, the Ravens traded up to get that extra year of, um, uh, the control, control. Year, yeah. yeah, that yeah. control year. And now we're talking about this guy like, yeah, he's probably going to be a top 10 quarterback. And I think that does speak to the NFL is is changing and prioritizing these guys. And and uh, you don't have to be a particularly good version of this dual threat quarterback to be going in the top 10 now. Um, you know, and, and it's nice. And, and and and, you know, to 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 go towards this different skill set, because for a long time we saw that happening to guys like. Curtis Painter getting, <laughs> getting jumped into the first round because of his size, just because he was a big quarterback, you Brand, know, Brandon Wheaton. Yeah. That sort of stuff. <laughs> 28 uh, year old Brandon Wheaton. First round. 
uh, and, and just, you know, guys getting bumped up because of how big they were. And now it's like, oh, we have a skill set that we think we can mold into something that would be great rather than this MF big, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> which, which mean... is what, what happened a lot of times. Speaking of uh, getting pushed up into the first round, if you want to feel old, Paxton Lynch is 30. Jeez. <laughs> Michi- Michigan Panthers legend, Paxton Lynch. Yeah. Paxton Lynch also hasn't been in the NFL in more than five years. Very good. Really, yeah. really great career you had there, Pax. That's right, Pax. <laughs> um, Brock Osweiler. <laughs> that was another yeah. one. Just guys who were big. And how much he of was. that had to do with John Elway? We don't know. <laughs> he was obsessed with those guys. Yeah. Uh, and then he gave up and just traded for Joe Flacco. I always thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I'll just get a big guy who I know is pretty good already. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next guy. And uh, I'm realizing I screwed up. Uh, we're switching. We're switching. We're going on the fly. Effing, we're doing what? it live. Because I gave, I didn't give Mike his boy. I didn't oh, give Mike JJ I, McCarthy. Yeah, but Mike is the highest of us on Penix. So I think this works out. All right, Mike, would you like to do the guy you're highest on or your boy, JJ? Oh, that's a tough question. I'd probably rather do um, JJ. Okay, Ah. I'll I'll take Penix then. That's fine. All right, Walker goes to Penix. All right, JJ McCarthy, Mike's boy out of Michigan, going to the Chargers in the top five. They're trading Justin Herbert for a bucket of bolts. (laughs) Pretty much. Um, Yeah, yeah. The, the one thing that always stands out about J.J. McCarthy is the fact that he just plays with a chip on his shoulder. Like, he, he he's he's a man among men where he's just going to go in there and whatever needs to happen, he's going to make happen regardless of the situation. We saw that in the championship game. We saw that um, against um, in the semifinals, um, getting the college. But anyways, um, he, he you know, each time he, he took the team and, and won the game, um, he has experience in the pro style um, passing scheme, which is going to help him um, relate and, and adapt to what's going on in the NFL. Um, delivers the ball smoothly on rollouts and scrambles. He does have some good mobility, can uh, navigate in the pocket, can take off and run when needed to. He's not he's not going to be Jaden Daniels out there, but he can take off when, um, when needed to. Think sort of like a Joe Burrow kind of guy. Um, is is negatives he's he doesn't have the strongest arm um and when it comes to progressions he's so, sort of slow um he needs to get a little bit faster in, in his progressions uh ball placement um will, um is is can be shaky at times sometimes he he hits those tight windows other times it's a little high or a little low or too far outside Again, we saw that in, in the championship game where he, he missed a few receivers because the ball was high. Um, and then his timing needs to be improved during the season, um, but still um, crowds receivers in, in coverage. So um, in other words, when um, he'll he'll throw the ball on, on you know, on a dime, but um, he, he won't throw the wide receiver open. He'll he'll more throw to where the coverage is instead of away from it. Okay, uh, Walker, your thoughts on um, your favorite quarterback for your favorite football team? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think McCarthy is he, he has potential um, more so than a lot of the t- 
type of guys that typically get like shoved up into the middle of the first round. Um, he was a talented recruit. He has started quite a few games for a younger player. Um, you know, big, fast, uh, good athlete, solid arm strength. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's a little rough around the edges still. Um, he, he needs to work on his touch. He needs to work on his ball placement. Um, needs to work on his instincts in the run game a little bit, I think. Um, I, I think he can utilize his ability to run better than he does. Um, I, I think his he, he's always played behind a dominant offensive line, so it'll be interesting to see if he can handle pressure a little bit better. He, he, was, he was typically okay in college when he did face pressure, but it was so rare that I wonder about the sample size. Um, that's kind of more of an unknown with him than most of the other guys in this class. In terms of a comparison, I would say like current Geno Smith, where he, he, most of the time he's going to stay in the pocket. He's going to throw, you know, he's going to, he's going to make most throws, um, you know, to the third level, maybe it'll be a little inconsistent, not because of the arm strength issues, just because of, precision issues um intermediate i think he'll be good uh short passes he'll probably largely be good um i I think purdy is a decent comparison also mccarthy's got more arm strength but i can see him settling into that uh you know high level game manager type role where Mm -hmm. he's a guy who can escape the pocket a little bit who can make plays outside of structure enough um i i think his ceiling is like somewhere between the 12th and 18th best quarterback in the league. Um, and his floor is like backup. Yeah. And um, I'll start with my comp because uh, we've seen this guy in the last two seasons be, you know, or the last few seasons be the 18th best quarterback in the league and a backup. And it is mobile Jimmy Garoppolo. Down to he gets skittish in the pocket when it starts to collapse. He gets happy feet. He st- he looks down when when the pocket starts to collapse. He doesn't keep his eyes up to throw the ball downfield. Um, but he also can run an offense particularly well if they want him to. Um, I did say something uh, on Twitter. I would like to clarify. I said that I feared that we were scouting J.J. McCarthy the same way that we scouted Justin Herbert. I'm not saying that J.J. McCarthy is Justin Herbert. What I'm saying is, is we scouted Oregon when we scouted Herbert. I'm afraid that a lot of people, not us, because we've talked about his traits as a quarterback, but a lot of people are doing box score scouting on J.J. McCarthy when they're really scouting the Michigan offense, which is uh, um, Jim Harbaugh's maniacal devotion to the run is what that Mm -hmm. comes down to. So um, with McCarthy, they didn't ask him to do a whole hell of a lot, to be honest with you. Like mostly he was throwing screens, dump offs. RPO, quick passes, stuff like that. Um, they would let him unload the ball once, maybe twice a game. And there was those were usually nice passes when he did it. Um, but he lacks the deep ball strength to like consistently air it out. I think that the best things that he does are that he um, throws the ball on time and with anticipation. Um, I agree with Walker. You know, it's it's you know, I said for fantasy, he's probably going to settle in as a top 15 to 16 quarterback who can kiss the top eight like Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins. 
Um, I said the best place for him to go was to the Rams. Let him sit behind Stafford for a couple of years and then run the McVay offense, which I think, um, you know, worst case scenario there, he is um, Rams Jared Goff, who became much better in, in Detroit. But I think he's Rams Jared Goff um, at worst in in that uh, that offense, because I think the timing and anticipation will, will, will have him be a decent quarterback for for a long time. Okay. I mean, I. Uh, Thanks, everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, we all, we both already talked about him. So. Yeah, that's true. I do a bad job of going last because I'm the one that's supposed to transition us. So, um, JJ McCarthy, I think he's going to go at the back end of the first round just because of the uh, doofishness of NFL quarterback evaluation. I honestly think he should go almost a whole round later. Like, I would feel a lot better about him as a mid second round pick. Um, kind of like uh, uh, Derek Carr as a second round pick or Andy Dalton as a second round pick, that sort of same thing, even though those guys were like, I believe both more towards the front end of the second round, but he's going to go in the first round. He's going to be like a top 25 pick, I think. And um, oh, for that, sure. I, yeah. I think I think he's probably a top 15 pick. Top 15. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, as as early as Atlanta at eight, I think is is about as high as I could see him going. Um, here, let me pull up the order. Yeah, that's what I'm pulling up right now. So uh, we've got Tankathon here. Here's here's the picks. So we've got Chicago, mm-hmm. Washington, New England, Arizona, the Chargers, the Giants, Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee? No. Atlanta, Chicago, the Jets, Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota maybe, Denver maybe, Vegas Denver maybe. maybe. Oh, yeah, this run here. Minnesota, Denver, Vegas, New Orleans, those could all be potential landing spots for McCarthy. Right. So I, I feel like I, I feel like he doesn't get past Vegas at 13. Okay. Mike, how, what do you think? Well, a lot of mock drafts have him in the top 10. So um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's – I think he's going to be a bust if he goes in the top 10. I'm I'm just not as high on him as a lot. I he so but those teams that you mentioned like Minnesota sounds like a good landing spot, especially with Kirk Cousins not gonna be there. Yeah, I think that it all depends on the Kirk Cousins of it all. But but even if he is back, he's gonna be on like what, a two year deal? He's thirty six and he just blew out his Achilles. Right. right. So yeah, no guarantee that he's even gonna be you know, consistently healthy going forward. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and that's why I think, I don't know. I just keep coming back to the Rams, but I didn't think about this run here, Minnesota, Denver, Vegas, New Orleans. You could even potentially throw the jets in there. Yeah. That'd be, I was just thinking it'd be really funny if the jets took JJ McCarthy at 10. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like this 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. That's a hot, that's a, that's a quarterback range right there. Pretty much, um, w- once you get past the Chargers, everybody between 6 and 14, except for the Bears' second pick, could mm-hmm. theoretically take a quarterback. So we could see four go in the top 10. Oh, yeah, and we could see... Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we could definitely see five go in the top 15, too. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if somebody reached big time for either Knicks or Penix. Wow. All right. I I hope that we get the full. I hope that the NFL goes full bozo because that'll be fun. Yeah, that leaves more good players for the Lions at 29 and the 49ers at 31. That's right. 
and the the Colts at 15. I mean, honestly, the Colts That's at true, 15 honestly, might be yeah. the best beneficiary of this. Because, yeah. Mike, you guys are chilling with uh, Anthony Richardson. And whoever falls, you're like, thank you. I will just take that. Yep. My, Mike, dream scenario. Brock Bowers at 15. Oh. That is, that is dream scenario. Oh, my God. To actually have a, a functional tight end that's not five foot five would be awesome. <laughs> First of all, uh, all their tight ends are nine feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> except, except, except for Kyler. Yeah, who yeah. is the opposite of that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they had, what, Jelani Woods, Mo Ali Cox, and Kylan Granson. Yeah. yeah, well, and Will Mallory's pretty tall, too. Yeah, so, oh, boy. But, yeah, no, I think, the honestly, the Colts are sitting pretty because you're going to have either... Uh, the Colts are going to get, like, a top two corner in the draft or yeah. the third best tackle prospect or you know, a high level edge rusher that falls to them. You know, it's going to be like the Colts are going to get like one of uh, Laatu Latu, Nate Wiggins or uh, Fuaga, the tackle from Oregon State. Uh, while we're talking about other positions other than fantasy, is uh, Kool-Aid any good? He's pretty good. OK, I really want there to be a Kool-Aid in the NFL for a long time. So, yeah, he'll probably play for a long time. I mean, he's he's a okay. good player. Yeah, I mean, the because, la- like, the last food-based NFL player kind of didn't live up to expectations, Taco Charlton, so. Well, we did, oh, have, yeah. we did have Snacks Harrison, though. Oh, there was Snacks. And he so. he was quite good. I, but we have a history with, like, pot roast. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah, true. So. Um, so. No, I, I think uh, I, I think Kool-Aid, the, the only issue with Kool-Aid is that he had happened to have a teammate in at the same position in this draft who was better than he is. Mm. Um, because Terry on Arnold is probably the best corner in the draft. Um, but McKinstry is, he's a top five corner in the draft, top six, and he should go in the top 30 for sure. Okay. Um, oh man, maybe the Niners will take him at 31. I don't know if he'll get there. I I, I don't think he'll get there. No, because Detroit will probably take him if he's there because they need corners. If the Niners take a corner... I think it'll be either Rakestraw or uh, Lassiter. Yeah, I think they're going. It sounds like they're going somewhere along the line. So I've been seeing a lot of, and I've been drafting a lot of for the 49ers, uh, Graham Barton, the tackle slash guard from Duke. And that makes a lot of sense because the tackle slash guard of it all. Yeah, so. he's good. All right, let's get back to who we're talking about. Let's go back to quarterback, shall we? So, okay. uh, so, uh, oh man, I screwed up in the dock and now I am the sixth rank quarterback. There we go. Um, <laughs> Jeff uh, Crisco. <laughs> let's talk about him. Uh, terrible arm for his rotator cuff. Uh, <laughs> only, only five eleven does not have NFL size. What's his, uh, what's his 40? <laughs> uh, not great. <laughs> Four, 40 yard dash 5.8. <laughs> uh, all right. So next guy up is Michael Penix, uh, out of Washington, six, three, two, 13, um, Walker, let's talk about Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. I mean, great story. Um, first, first and foremost started at Indiana was really impressive during the COVID year. Um, had the, the classic play, uh, I think it was two point conversion against Penn state where he like reached the ball out and just barely tipped the pylon, uh, to win the game. He, he's a guy who has largely come up big in the big moment in his college career. Um, he won a lot of games, played a lot of games. Um, 
as a result, he is a very old prospect. That's largely because he's been injured a million times. And so he had a couple re- medical redshirt years. Um, multiple leg injuries have sapped his explosiveness. Um, he can still run. And it's not that he's not athletic, but he's very reticent to do so anymore because he's trying to protect himself, which is understandable. Um, if you protect him and you let him sit in the pocket and deliver, he's pretty lethal. Uh, he he's, can make throws to all three levels. Um very accurate at when when he's you know when, when he's got his receiver in his sights you know it's pitch and catch no problem but if you get him off his spot he tends to sail the ball a lot uh his touch kind of wanes uh his precision wanes he's not he he can roll to his left but he can't roll to his right and do anything um, zoolander ass yeah, he's not going right. I mean, <laughs> left left handed and he is not like flipping his hips open and, and throwing back across the field. That's not happening. Uh, one thing I do, uh, I don't mind is that he tends to be willing to throw underneath when the deep stuff's covered. Um, Odunze, he would go deep, too, sometimes because Odunze was just bigger and stronger than the corners he was facing. But if he didn't have an obvious matchup advantage, he wasn't just going to chuck the ball into double coverage all the time. Um most of his mistakes came from just making a bad throw, not making a stupid decision. I there there's definitely potential here. If you can, I mean, his like best case scenario is Jared Goff on the Lions, but that is extremely unlikely to happen. I mean, you have to put like the perfect situation around him to get that. Um, you know, he's probably a to me. I would say he's a you know he's a low end starter, high end backup, um, a type player, kind of one of those tweener starters. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of player, I that's tough just because not a lot of the like fringe quarterbacks have the physical talent that Penix has, but also you know. The the injuries have just sapped some of that. Uh, he he's just not he's not quite. If he was still the same guy that he was when he broke out at Indiana, then he'd probably be my QB three in this class. But he's just not that guy anymore. He he is a pure pocket passer at this point, and you know he, he's he's good at that. But he has to be that. Either you're not going to get anything else out of him at this point. Yeah, um, and that's why he's outside my top six at quarterback, or outside my top five. He is six. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah he's, he's quarterback six for me. Um, he is the player that I comp to uh, Jay Cutler because uh, after all the injuries, yeah, he's best just being in the pocket. I also said he needs to have a good offensive line to mm-hmm. have any sort of chance of anything at the NFL level because – he just doesn't have it on the move. Um, I also said I wrote this. Uh, his athleticism, his athleticism is just enough to trick fantasy evaluators into thinking that it could be part of his game in the NFL. It cannot. He mostly runs through wide open lanes and doesn't create on his own. He's kind of if it's there, he'll run in a straight line. Um, so that's stuff that I agree with on Walker on that. Um, I think that he is. He's a smart quarterback. Um, you know he. Um, 
has I said he has the mental acuity pre and post snap to allow him to carve up defenses. Um, he is a throws a great deep ball. Um, he's he's good at the manipulating safeties aspect of it. Uh, but you can't you know it's not NFL blitz. You can't run to bomb every play. You know you can't you can't <laughs> okay. do that. backyard football ass. Yeah. Mark. And as soon as you get him off his spot, it's it's trouble because he doesn't it feels like when he's on the move, he doesn't trust what he's seeing. So he kind of hitches and hesitates when he's going to throw the ball. And when it gets there, it's because he has otherworldly arm talent. But he misses a lot of the time because he like second guesses as he's throwing. So he gives a little bit of a hitch. So he's he's the guy that I comp to Jay Cutler. I just think that. um in a perfect situation, he has a higher ceiling than Bo Nix, who I have ahead of him. But I think Bo Nix's ability to improvise out of structure gives him a higher floor. And at this point, I would rather have Bo Nix than the guy who has four pretty big injuries in college with with Penix. Yeah, I, I, I think in terms of current NFL player, I would compare him to Jacoby Brissett. Just guy who has the capability to run a little bit, but doesn't really do it a whole lot. Can mm-hmm. chuck the ball a million miles. Um, you know, strong pocket passer, smart, but not a guy that you really want to be your starting quarterback. I mean, yeah. it's. And then one last thing on Penix is that he usually he looks normal in the pocket, but then every once in a while his feet will just like start doing things that don't make any sense compared to the rest of his body. And I mean, I don't know if Mike, I don't know if you have any insight on that. It seems like something you would pick up on. So. Yeah, Mike. Let's let's hear what you think about uh, Penix. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Agree with Walker um, there as well. Um, I, you guys covered it pretty well. He, you know, he, he has that strong arm. He can just flick it, and the ball just mm-hmm. goes. Um, he he does have a reliance on on players that um, will more reliance on the receivers to make the play instead mm-hmm. of him making the play himself. Um, but he's just fearless though. He, whatever happens, I mean, he, he just, if something goes wrong, he, he has a short memory, um, and, and will just attack whatever he needs to attack. Plays a little stiff, um, and, and, um, very upright kind of, um, doesn't use his feet all that well, I think, um. And one thing that caught my eye was, um, in the final 11 games, he had, um, posted 20 touchdowns and nine interceptions and had a problem against Michigan and their defense, um, Mm -hmm. which, which really gave him fits. Um, So if, if he's going to have a problem with, with Michigan defense and that kind of thing, how is he going to react when it comes to the NFL game and that, that kind of thing. So uh, we'll see, but I mean, I like him. It's just, I just want to see, um, I guess more out of him, even though he's he's pretty ancient when it comes to quarterback. What is he? Would you guys say he was 25, 24? He's twenty four. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's twenty four. He's pretty. He's pretty up there. So, and then of course, as Walker pointed out, all those injuries that he's had at Indiana, even though he didn't really have any in the last two seasons um, with Washington. So, hopefully, put it behind him. Yeah, I think we're actually seeing a lot of the ramifications of that covid year because we have a lot of old quarterbacks in this class mm. um especially the next one which is jeff on an island bo nicks baby <laughs> well bo you nicks. and tony 
me and Tony. Well, on the podcast, I'm on an island. Yeah. I have Bo Nix at five. Um, like I said, he his ability to improvise out of structure is what puts him ahead of uh, Michael Penix for me. Um, he does a really good job of um, squirting out of the pocket. That's the best way to put it. Put it. Uh, this MF squirting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Bo Nix is a squirter. He is a squirter. Uh, but um, but uh, I saw I saw a clip today where he did um. The thing where a uh, lineman goes to sack him, he just kind of ducks down under his arm, and then he threw just an absolute rifle to a ball, or a rifle of a ball to a guy who was uh, the only one who could catch it. It was the out-of-bounds uh, catch where only the one guy can catch it. Um, so it's um, that's why I like him more. He, um, he doesn't check all the boxes that Penix does. He doesn't have as big of an arm as Penix does. Um, but it's just that ability to uh, work outside of structure that just made me like him more than I did uh, than I did Penix. Um, he has uh, even even when he's not like rolling out, he does have good pocket awareness. So when things uh, break down, he can um, still uh, make it all work. Uh, he already looks like an NFL quality quarterback to me because um, he's 24. Uh, I don't really care much about him for fantasy um, because he's he doesn't run that much. But uh, my comparison to him to him was uh, Mr. Brock Tholomew Purdy. That's who he reminded me of. So that's uh, that's where I sit with uh, with uh, uh, Bo Nix, my top five quarterback in the draft. Yeah, um, I mean, it, yeah, I, I think his ceiling is Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Um, floor is just you know guy who is on the back end of your roster who never plays uh you pick one i don't care and uh well that was brock birdie yeah i suppose <laughs> um i would say i compare him to like jake browning i i think you know higher end backup who has the ability to do a little bit more than just stand there and huck the ball around um Definitely can run, is decent enough at it. Uh, not really afraid to rifle the ball in there, but also probably isn't going to throw a million interceptions. Um, but just doesn't have the top-end talent that you need to for, like, you know... No, nobody's taking Bo Nix thinking, this is the missing piece to get us to a Super Bowl. You're taking Bo Nix so that, you know, in case my if my starter gets hurt, this guy will do a perfectly good job filling in. All right, Mike, your uh, Bartholomew next uh, thoughts? Bartholomew. Um, <laughs> he definitely has good arm strength. Um, he'll drive the ball into tight windows um, over the middle and outside the numbers. Uh, can make those off-platform throws. Um, the interesting thing about Bo Nix is the, their offense in Oregon was pretty um, – a lot of screens, RPOs. Um so a lot of his passes was just on a, on a horizontal kind of um, platform where he's just throwing, you know, uh, screens and then run, run um, pass options. Nothing that's uh, really giving you something to evaluate him with is what you're saying. Is there just yeah. Kind of- yeah, exactly. Um, he needs a better processor because uh, he, he will telegraph his reads uh, and then um, becomes erratic when the pocket breaks down. And so he'll need some better discipline. 
Alrighty. So um where do the two of you have uh Bo Nix ranked? Uh I have I met believe, six. Yeah, I have him at six also. Okay, sounds good. So we all are very divergent on this class. You know, some guys we have four instead of five, and some guys we have six <laughs> instead of five. We're really disagreeing here. Uh, yeah, and I, I would also like to say, and I think this is probably the case for literally all of us, uh, Jordan Travis is my number seven quarterback. <laughs> uh, Jordan Travis, let's see who's my number seven. Wait for it. My number seven is Jordan Travis, quarterback, Florida <laughs> State. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Jordan Travis, uh, who's ready to talk Trey Regis Memorial pick? Uh, we have four of the five folks who submitted their Trey Regis Memorial pick, which, again, is a player that we're not sure is going to be good, but he's fun. A throwback to Evan putting Trey Regis in his top five running back. <laughs> <laughs> that Why? Because, he, because he's fun. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Trey Regis Memorial pick for four of us is Jordan Travis. Um, I love him. Uh, no change up, no curve, just fucking gas. Every pass is a million miles an hour. He's a tiny guy. He, I said, what if somebody put Colin Kaepernick in Baker Mayfield's body? That is the perfect embodiment <laughs> of Jordan Travis. He has no touch at all whatsoever. Everything is a hundred thousand miles an hour. Um, you look at like all of his breakdowns and it's like strength, uh, strengths, NFL level arm, above average athleticism. Uh, and then it's like, uh, weaknesses. Uh, can't really play quarterback that well. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just got a howitzer on him, and he's a small guy with a howitzer. Like he's 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 gonna be like a preseason DFS darling for a few years because of his ability to run. But I don't. He doesn't become anything in the NFL. I don't think. Like he's gonna be like a low level backup to like. Uh, he's gonna be like a de- de- uh, a guy that like. Uh, the Eagles take as a developmental backup to Jalen Hurts, just in case Jalen Hurts like body explodes. You know, he's not going to be anything of value. He's probably a day three pick. You know, he's not super, uh, super uh, high upside in the NFL, but goddamn, does he throw the ball fast? Throws it so fast and so hard and he runs all over the place. So I, I almost didn't want to make him my Trey Regis pick because I know he won't be good. Like, it's not a situation where he may not be good. I know he won't be. But goddamn, is he fun. I mean, uh, I, yeah, it's hard to imagine a, a legitimate NFL future for a really old quarterback prospect who just snapped his leg in half. Yeah, and, there is that. <laughs> uh, doesn't really know how to turn it down. But... There's a possibility he could be a chaos backup at some point, I think. I mean, I, I don't see any reason why he couldn't do that. And, I mean, this quarterback class really sucks past the top six. So who the hell else are you going to put there? Are you really going to put Spencer Rattler there? He stinks. No, that dude is ass. And, I mean, he could – I mean, this is this is a league where P.J. Walker has gotten starts across multiple seasons. So Exactly. We I mean, Jordan Travis, Travis is Travis. for sure better than P.J. Walker. Yeah. So I mean, my – oh. I was just going to say, I the, really the main reason why I didn't put Travis as my Regis pick, because I do like Travis, is I thought he was a little bit too good to be a Regis pick. Yeah, Walker, we'll get to Walker's Regis pick in a second, because that's more in the spirit of the Trey Regis Memorial uh-huh. pick. But Mike, you also picked Jordan Travis, so what made him your Trey Regis Memorial pick? I think just pretty much what everybody else sees him is just his athletic ability is like through the roof and yeah. he's just 
you know, he's just one of those, and he's just this little guy out there that's just running around and um, making plays and just fun, fun to watch. I mean, I don't see much out of him as, as a quarterback, but um, he, um, he's just really enjoyable. If, if you like that mobility factor and, um, you know, it, it can be even, fun. Even Mike likes him. Even Mike yeah. likes him. Even Mike likes him. Um, yeah, I, I do. Um, so that, that shows you how much, even though I can't stand mobile quarterbacks, he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. I want to see him start the last six games for like Tennessee or a Cardinals team that's playing out the string. Cause Kyler messed up his shoulder or something. I want to see him get extended time, just be this little chaos guy in the NFL for a while. Um, so I hope, I hope we get to see that next year, but I'm, I'm not super bullish. So uh walker's uh trey regis pick more in the uh um the 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 tradition tradition of this which is uh this bro is not good but boy is he fun oh he sucks so bad he's (laughs) (laughs) really bad at football holy shit uh my my trey regis pick is gavin hardison uh from utap (laughs) this guy is fucking massive uh and he can chuck the ball so far it, it it's like you you guys thought joe milton was an impressive like freak dude who could throw the ball a million miles i think gavin hardison might have more arm than joe milton i mean i i think if if, if gavin hardison wound up enough i think he could throw the ball from one end zone to the other end zone the problem is that he can't do anything else (laughs) he cannot move at all he has no pocket awareness whatsoever he does not get through any progressions he locks onto one guy and hucks it there as hard as possible and that is the only thing he does is point and shoot 100 velocity every single time and it's hilarious he's so much fun to watch because he it's it's comical the type of throws you'll see out of him yeah, so I watched him today, and I said, uh, Gavin Hardison has an equal chance of one of these six things happening on any given play. A 75-yard bomb, scrambling around and getting blown up uh, either two yards in front of or behind the line of scrimmage, uh, scrambling around and unleashing a 50-yard uh, off-platform bomb that may or may not land 10 yards from anybody, yes. uh, running <laughs> running around like crazy, not even scrambling, just running around like crazy, only to dump it off for the running back to get blown up. Uh or shaking off defenders in a collapsing pocket to unleash an absolute dime for a first down or touchdown. Cause that happened like with equal regularity or him almost falling over a defender, almost picking the football or a receiver, almost catching the football. Like those are every play has a one in six chance of those things happening. It is a roller coaster ride with Gavin Hardison. Um, I hope that uh, the um, let's see, who would I like to draft him? Somebody in the NFC West. And I hope their starting quarterback gets hurt so I get to watch Gavin Hardison. But uh, he stinks. He's not good. But goddamn, is he fun. I, I, My life is better for knowing this guy exists. Yeah, yeah. He, he rules. He, he is by far the stupidest quarterback in this year's class. Yeah. And um, that's saying a lot because there's some dumb quarterbacks in this class. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, like Spencer Rattler. Like Spencer Rattler. Um, so... Um, that's all we're going to talk about this week for quarterbacks. Next week, we're going to finish up with the downline guys. Uh, like I watched, uh, thanks to Walker's list, Milton, Pratt, Rattler, Hartman. We already talked about Hardison, Leary, Reed, and Tagovailoa. 
and uh, you know any just kind of miscellaneous notes. Um, but that's going to be a much shorter discussion because most of those guys stink. Like uh, I have undrafted free agent grades on six of those seven guys or uh no hold on we're gonna talk about seven guys i have it on five of them so yikes yeah um, i think uh what do i have i mean i i have of guys we haven't talked about yet i have two yeah two draftable grades um yeah so Mil- not not Mil- not good milton and pratt pratt and leary Oh, Leary? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No, I hate, I hate Milton. He sucks really bad. He is. Uh, I like I like Milton. I mean, he's he's, ter- fa- he's terrible at quarterback. Yeah, but he's fast Gino. He's so much fun. All right. No, he's um, not. He's not fast Gino. He's a, he's Logan Thomas. He's gonna, They're going to turn him into a tight end. All right. <laughs> we'll get more of uh, me and Walker going, come on. At each other. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for Mike and Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Bye. Bye.